Oh man, it is Monday. Are you grinding? What's up? It's Eric. Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show, everybody. Snowball is on site. Ain't that right, buddy? He should. He, we soon, if not maybe, I don't know how long it's going to take him, but he will be emitting a burp very soon, right, buddy? He likes to burp in the morning. I mean, don't we all? Don't we all just love a good little? <laughs> His burps sound like he's exhaling, but then there was also like a tiny bit of thunder. Like it's like, bah. it's kind of like a reverse bark. Uh, well, I guess no, it wouldn't be a, rever- a reverse bark. Would be inhaling. I don't know how that would work. I would be like choking. I guess. Uh, okay, let's get on topic. Just kidding. I have a topic today, actually. I have a bit of news. Um, that I, it's a, it's it's kind of a big deal, and I've been thinking about it for years. And I wanted to use the podcast as a chance to uh, go over that. But before we get into the big news, let's let's get into the small news. Let's have some small talk. I wanted to know what the weather's like. Snowball. It's cold. It's very cold where he's at, Doctor Ice. I need to work on my German accent. Let's try it right now. Snowball, how's the weather? It is very cold for you humans. That's kind of uh, French. I'm going to try it. I'm gonna try. Hang on one sec. All right, I just had a talk with Snowball off camera. He is okay with being on the podcast. Isn't that right, Snowball? Yes, I am okay with it. Snowball, I wanted to ask you, uh, where'd you go? Are you? I will not fart on camera. Okay, okay. Oh, but... He's hiding under the desk. Uh, Snowball, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you think about golf. It is the most incredible waste of time I have ever seen. But you idiots seem to like it. Why do you spend so much money on this silly, silly game for, for children and cats? But Snowball, dogs love golf. I, I watched it over Scotland. Those are not my brethren. Those are other dogs that I will never, never commingle with. Snowball, I've seen you love golf. You're right, I'm just playing a character. I love golf. I am a huge golfer, but I am what they call the self-hating golfer. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, that's early enough for that. Uh, So check it out. You may have heard the podcast sounds a little different, right? There might be some ads in there. They we call those uh what the fuck do we call those? Those are dynamic ads and they get thrown in there unbeknownst to me. Little old golf podcast host Eric. Um basically Starburns Audio is now hosting the podcast, which is big news for me and Jeff and my parents. <laughs> Um, they, uh, you know, we, we went over there and did the cheap seats with the Sklar brothers and we had a great time. They have a great, uh, studio over there in the Valley and, um, you know, Jeff just somehow negotiated this deal where they're going to host the podcast and they're going to insert now, uh, dynamic ads, which will be based on your location. You'll notice, you'll notice that when you're in a, uh, a, uh, thrift store, for example, You'll get ads for uh, shoes for twelve cents and potentially uh, golf clubs for uh, eight cents. So, be warned. 
no, be excited. I don't know what it means, but it just it just doesn't really mean anything. Um, but we'll still do uh, ads inside the pod from brands that I um, uh, don't think are shitty. <laughs> we got actually Jeff and I had a had a uh, a proposal to do an ad for this company um, that I'm not going to name because that would basically be doing the ad. But you know, me and Jeff and Colt were like there was a little bit of background work on doing it. Like they wanted us to like use the product and uh, we, we tried to use it and it was total shite. Like I literally was like, I can't, I cannot use this and talk positively about it. I would be lying. And you know, I mean, even though it's an ad and it's a podcast and you can fast forward, I still would just feel bad to send someone to a place that I'm like, this thing sucks, like straight up sucks. Now I'm fine with sending you someplace mediocre. Um, that said, none of our sponsors at this point have been mediocre. They've all been great. And, uh, Colt and I had the idea of going and doing like a, like an ad audit, like going into all of the places that have run ads and being like, are you actually good? Like I said, uh, the ads we've done are things that I've been lucky enough to use and try and approve of. Now it's not saying, you know, they're just an ad, but enough talk about ads. Very good. Uh, I had a letter that I wanted to get started off with because it was pretty fucking inspiring for a Monday. I never get inspired. S Snowball, why are you pretending to be so morose? It is a character I play. I really am very inspired. I, lo I love the life and I live it to the fullest, as you can tell. Most of the time I am sleeping in my very, very small bed, no thanks to my owner. Eric, who thinks he is my father, but really he is just a pawn in my larger play to overtake the world of Los Angeles, starting with his block. Whoa, that was a that was a mouthful, Snowball. Okay, uh, I think I'm going to close the door. Uh, now I, I had this. Uh, I have a piece of paper somewhere around here. I printed out the letter. I printed it out to get. Can't find it. Um, hang on one second. I can't find it. Um, I printed it out ahead of time because that's like, you know, that's what you do when you have a, when you have a podcast and you got your parents listening on the other line. I just wanted to read something. Um, so I'm going to go back into my email here. Let's see. Where is it? it? It's a letter that has no question as far as I can remember. Um, let's see. I got is an email from Colt. Here we go. Subject line, not sure. Okay, Colt forwarded this to me. Um, anyway, I want to say very cool, Moshe. Thank you for sending me this email. Email came into the Eric Lang Show at gmail.com because that's where the emails go. Dear Eric, my name is Moshe. going to blank out his last name. I don't know if he wants to be publicized. <laughs> I am 18 years old and I live in blank. Should I just say where he lives? Yeah, fuck it. I'm not, I, I don't want to. I don't want to put him on blast. Who knows? Maybe he's saying things personal. As you probably could guess from my name, I am not a classic American teenager. As a matter of fact, I am an ultra-Orthodox Jew. I'm talking hardcore. I dress every day in a white dress shirt and black slacks. I pray three times a day and I spend my whole day 8 a.m. to 1 a.m., either praying, eating, or studying Talmud. I know that as someone who doesn't believe in God, which you let slip in one of your podcasts, you probably think I am crazy, but to me, this is my purpose, and I hope to live my life according to the Torah way. Side note, 
I have believed in God, and and at some points very deeply. But you know, this is a golf podcast, so let's keep it. Let's get. Let's reel it in a little bit. I got a. Uh, I got a. Uh, uh, an apparition of a producer over here, Jeff, telling me, no, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. I mean, some of the early pods, Jeff would just, you could see his eyebrows just bulge out of his head. Um, but uh, anyway, the the uh, the idea that I don't believe in God. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I can't prove it, but I also can't disprove it. So I believe in some type of greater force, obviously, that allows room for things like coincidence, um, you know, uh, manifestation based on your wavelength that you choose which to surf on. Um, so, anywho, but here's why I'm writing you, writing to you. I love golf, all capitals, folks. It's my it's my favorite thing to do, and it is my outlet when I need to relax from my pretty demanding schedule of prayer. He didn't write of prayer. I said that. I'm just I'm I'm reading between the lines of Moshe's email. The one issue with this is that among ultra orthodox 18 year olds, I am the only golf addict, so I play alone a lot. Sometimes I get paired up with random people. Random golf club shout out, which lets me broaden my horizons. Very cool takeaway, Moshe. And sometimes I just spend four hours alone thinking about life. Holy shit, you're half my age and you're twice the guy. I had been doing that for a while, and this year something changed. I didn't lose the excitement of getting out on the course, but while I was playing, I found myself getting frustrated and just not enjoying it. Tell me about it, fella. And it made me kind of miserable. And this is where you come in. I discovered you through Adventures in Golf, which I have watched 100 times. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will send you a check for $2.12. I loved it. For me, golf isn't the only actual game. It's the whole sport isn't only the actual game, it's the whole sport. It's the history, it's the scenery, it's the fact that every club people drive by without a second thought is a world unto itself. A place where buddies have been playing together for years, where kids grew up together. And it was the feeling that you could, that you captured in Adventures in Golf. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. I mean, there is a feeling there. and I don't know what it is, and like I said, I backed into it. I had no idea. People say, how did you invent surfing? And I'm like, no, 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 I just... I was just hot on the sand, so I walked in the water, and then there was some piece of wood, and so I kind of laid on it, and then I was like, maybe I can stand on this. And everyone was like, what's he doing? I didn't invent adventures in golf. It sort of just happened. Um, I also thought you were the greatest person for the job. You crushed it. I was honestly surprised when you stunned the podcast that you had exes. I was like, how can anyone not love Eric? Oh, wow. I haven't read this part of the email yet. That's uh, that's one of those things you read and it kind of hits you. How can anyone not love Eric? That's very sweet. Well, I can name a few, my friend Moshe. <laughs> uh, not funny. Um, every <laughs> everything with him seems so full of joy and mystery. Wow, this is a heavy fucking email, dude. And then about a week ago, I moved on to your podcast. Whoa, we're on the podcast right now which is so raw, amazing, and honest, and I loved it. And this is where it comes full circle. I was playing alone yesterday and just having a bad round. It was kind of miserable. But then at the 12th hole, I just threw away the scorecard. I turned on your... Oh, God, this is hitting me. I turned on your podcast, and I just had an enjoyable round. I got my golf back. He quoted golf. Uh, sorry, he capitalized golf. I got my golf back. I started loving it again, and to be honest, I can feel the difference in my life. I know you get DMs asking, how do I get your job, and thank yous from people that you made golf enjoyable again for them. But I would just like to say that you not only made me enjoy golf again, you made me feel 
Whoa, Jesus, I'm getting fucking verklempt over here. You made a real difference in my life, and for that, I am forever grateful. Wow, Moshe. See, I only read the first paragraph, and I was like, I'm going to read this on the podcast, but I didn't read the end of it. Uh, Snowball's like, that came from a Russian bot. (laughs) I got fucking... My eyes, I can't see all the onions in this goddamn podcast studio. Moshe, I want to thank you for that fucking message, dude. That's really sweet. Um, I don't even know where to go from that. I thought I had things to say. I don't. I'm kind of, I'm kind of speechless. Moshe dropped a bomb on a snowball, not like a, not like a military bomb, like an emo bomb. He's making me think all sorts of things. What's up? He's standing on the chair trying to get up, trying to get a little pet. Snowball, you ready to play some golf, buddy? Um, anyway, so yeah, I read that email from Moshe, and I uh, almost lost my shit. <laughs> so thank you, man. I mean, you know, I think that's really the only thing I have, right? I don't, I don't have an agenda, right? Um, I don't really want to sell anybody anything. Uh, if there is one thing I want to sell you, it's the idea that uh, golf isn't what we think it is. Even if we think we know what it is after not knowing what it is for decades. I'm still on my first decade, so I'm sure I'll look back in a few years and see that my perspective is all sort of naive and childish. I, I've done that in other points of my life about how I think about things. I've kind of come across old emails and been like can you believe that kid that was me i wrote that it seems so funny but uh but yeah no there's no agenda over here and 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 i don't i don't uh i've been turning jobs down actually uh which is a new thing i'm not turning them down but just not as putting as much energy into jobs that don't mean anything to me we've got so many crazy things on the horizon i wish i could just shout out all of the emails that have been coming for the various golf associations that you know of, right? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Think, think, think about it. Think close. Who could we be emailing with? What project are we going to do? What, what does it surround? But you know, we all over here. When it's me and Colt, me and Jeff, uh, me, Jeff, and Colt, um, Steve Anderson, Steve Anderson. Let's give a shout out to Steve Anderson, Snowball. Steve Anderson is my man. Just had a kid. Really great, generous guy. Uh, Links and Kings, amongst other things. I'm not going to make a rhyme because we don't have time. Well, that was close. That was very close. Snowball almost pulled out his Luger. <laughs> well, I, he would probably shoot my little toe first because I'm sure his Luger is very tiny. Actually, he's got a huge Luger, folks. I'm telling you, I, he fucking drains plants with it all day long. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> What the fuck is going on? I am. I apologize to any guests that might be in the car with you. Uh, it's, it's not intentional. It's not intentional. Um, reading snowballs German. We're reading emails from Orthodox Jews. We're to, we're getting real, real out there today. Um, but uh, we uh, fucking completely lost my train of thought. Where were we? I was talking about. Um, all the projects and how exciting it is, you know, and, and we've just been kind of, uh, Evan Roosevelt 
has been a big help in consulting on some of these uh, bigger jobs that we really want to um, see through to, to fruition and kind of blow air into them to make them um, even live bigger and, um, you know, carry more of a structured theme throughout. Um, obviously, the YouTube channel has started and we've been releasing a lot of content there, kind of getting ready for the Scotland vlogs, which were just so so excited to release when the time comes, but we're not going to release them early because you know what happens when you do an early release, right? You have a kid, okay, guys? You have a kid, then it might might not might not be ready for a kid. And to a world for the unprepared, right? I mean, why would you want to bring a child? Okay, whoa, whoa. Is he pro-life? Is he pro-choice? What the fuck is going on? Here's the deal, folks. We've been working hard, and I'm excited for what the future holds for this uh this this thing that we do whatever that is okay so now on to my news Ooh, i got a little flutter of nervousness as i contemplated telling you my very personal news it's very personal it's not bad it's not good it just is it's very personal news though are you ready have you pulled over are the microphone is the is the headphones up is the speaker on is your boss standing nearby get him or her out of there this is very important. Very important news. Okay, ready? Are you ready? So all of you know about my life, and right? My life in Los Angeles consists of what? Well, I live here and I work here. And basically, I only trips I make are to go to Marvin for dinner with my man Max. He owns a nice little restaurant there on Beverly. And we look at golf screensavers. But also I play golf. I play a lot of golf, and I'm a member of Wilshire Country Club. To all the members of Wilshire Country Club, I'd like to say I love you guys. Uh, Kipper, Libman, I love all you guys. So many of you out there listening, the staff, Riley, Trevor, Eric, so many great people. Jay, you're probably not listening, but I love you. Uh, all the great people in the uh, staff, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the kitchen. Miriam, you've been a, you've been a pleasure You've been a pleasure to order eggs from, I got to tell you. And um, and everybody that I'm not remembering, but but is in my mental image of my memory of Wilshire Country Club. Because as of right now, Wilshire Country Club exists for me as a memory. I canceled my membership, and it was a, a, a very strange experience, right? And I wanted to spend some time talking about that, um, you know, it it was it was an experience that was filtered on all sides with uh voices in my own head talking to me um you know basically you know the 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 genesis is right i i joined this club uh, a little more than 3 years ago um i uh at the time i was married to um steve jobs and steve <laughs> shout out apple um and uh you know and obviously she was very wealthy i am not i never was i never have been i might be although i don't have any money um but you know we drove by one day on beverly boulevard and you know she obviously knew i loved golf and this was uh i can't remember right this was before adventures in golf right this was before all of that and she said oh we should go play golf there she liked to play golf. She liked to get out. I got her some clubs, and we would go hang. We played, uh, I think we played golf uh, the day after we got married in Palm Springs. Um, 
you know, she just had fun with it. We play music, whatever. And, um, let's go play golf there. And I was like, that's a, that's Wilshire. That's a private club. You can't just go play golf there. And this is for me at this time of my life. Like, I think I had played two private clubs and I was terrified each time. Uh, I would not sleep the night before I would shake there. And, you know, that said, my first time I ever played Wilshire, I birdied number one. Uh, my last round, unfortunately, uh, I think I had a birdie shutout. I think I can't remember all a blur, <laughs> but I had a great time. Um, and, um, so, so we drove by and she said, let's, let's, let's play golf there. And I was like, it's private. You can't just go play golf there. And she said, well, let's just join. How much can it be? And I was like, I don't know. I don't ask things that are irrelevant because I'm broke. <laughs> I would never join a club. I didn't grow up with a club. I didn't, I didn't grow up playing golf, much less we didn't, we weren't members anywhere. We were members of society. That's, that's about all we had going for us over at the Lang family. I mean, my parents are doctors, but you know, like we, we just weren't in society like that. We were, we were, uh, very normal, right? Middle-class New Jersey. Um, you know, my parents used the money that they made to buy an apartment in Manhattan, which is obviously a very democratic, uh, society for most people. I obviously for others, it's very private and elite, but you know, I was always just part of this, um, thoughtful, uh, public society. And so Sia wanted to join, so I went through the process of joining. She paid for it. I played golf. It was a fucking dream come true. Um, I felt a little guilty, you know. I, it wasn't guilt, but I just felt like I didn't earn this, right? And, um, I mean, I, I've had a lot of feelings throughout my entire life, right? Um, but it was sort of weird for me to join there, not with my own money. And, I, and maybe that's why I canceled my membership, right, is... Maybe I want to quit and rejoin in 10 years with my fucking money, you know? Um, so anyway, we join. It's amazing. I, I'm there every day. I go through that experience. If you're a member of a club, you know what I'm talking about. There's like a fucking week to a year of just like bliss. And you go there all the time. And and at this time, uh, three and a half years ago, I had more time. <clears throat> I I wasn't working as much. I, I was working on a lot of things and I was working very, very hard, but also I had more time. You know, I don't know. I just, I, I made more time. I, I I don't know. I mean, you know, when our life, we had like an assistant and a maid every day and like I didn't have to fold a thing. And it was really, I, I don't know how much I, I learned a lot, you know what I mean? Both. I'm, this isn't a podcast about my fucking marriage, Snowball. Stop trying to fucking sidetrack me, man. It's a podcast about the club. Keep it, keep it on track, keep it on track, keep it on track. One of my favorite movies is Bowfinger, when Eddie Murphy just keeps saying, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together, K-I-T, keep it together, keep it together, because he's like a Scientologist who's losing his shit. Anyway, um, go join the club, and years go by, and obviously then... Get the old heave-ho. Get the divorce. Throw the marriage out the window. Hopefully it gets recycled into something good. Now, Eric's on his own, right? Um, I don't have money again. How am I going to pay for the club? How am I going to live my life? How am I going to rent my new... Well, I have to get a place to live. I have to have an office. I have debt. My company... Actually, my company didn't have any debt. But I, at the same time as I got divorced, I also separated from my business partner. And he was like, you owe me X. And I was like... Huh, well, you're not wrong, but that's a lot of money. Because um, he had put in a lot of time. And uh, so anyway, gave Ryland a fucking check. And then here I am sitting on uh, sitting on two peanuts over here, trying to make some peanut butter. 
And, um, you know, that was two years ago, pretty much. And so for two years, I've been paying the, the club expenses on my own, which are not cheap. I mean, it's fucking, it ends up being like 20K a year at the end of it all. And, you know, I mean, the funny thing is, is I'm doing great. Like, you know, the money shit is actually going well now, which is crazy to think. Because, I mean, my first season of Adventures in Golf, dude, I lost like fucking 15 grand on my first season. I threw everything into it. Granted, it didn't hurt that I had a bit of a backboard, a bit of a net, if you will. Uh, it was okay. I, uh, I had a little uh, side pocket. And um, that helped, obviously. Also, I uh, bolstered the budget for season one by uh, shooting where I had other jobs. So, like, I had to shoot in India to do a documentary of some silk. And so, of course, we shot two episodes in India. And on the way home, I structured a layover around Dubai. We shot an episode there. So we got a lot done for very little money. I didn't make anything, though. And, um, you know, we, I just wanted it to be great. And I feel that way about a lot of projects. But that said, we need to make a little bit of cheddar to grow the grass, if you know what I mean. And I'm not talking Mary Jane, folks. Can you believe weed's legal? God damn it. Take my arrest off the record, please. I can't get global entry because I was smoking weed when I was 18. Can someone help? Is there a lawyer out there who can get that shit expunged? It's unbelievable. I want global entry. I feel like I'm a good citizen. I love my country. What the fuck? Okay, sorry. Whoa, sorry about that. So anyway, um, I start paying the dues on my own. And, you know, I got the monthly dues. I got the awkwardness around, hey, you want to come play? Oh, yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta go pay because I can't. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Eric, do you want a caddy? Eh, no, you know what? That's, a, that's an extra 100 bucks, guys. I love, I love all the caddies at Wilshire. Jose, Pedro, I love you guys, man. Scott, every, everyone's great. And, uh, but it's just, but, but here was the problem, right? It was, it was a large investment. Right. And that's okay. I'm okay with investments. I'm okay with money in exchange for experience. I'm okay with lighting the candle at both ends, so to speak. I'm okay with, quote, not sleeping. I'm okay with doing way more than I should do in one day. Um, But what happened was, is being a member at the club forced me into feeling like I had to always be there. And uh, I should not be incentivized to play more golf. That's that's just Eric. Eric Lang should not be incentivized to play more golf. I play a lot of golf. I play a fuck ton, a shit ton. I play a mountain load. I play so much golf that I shouldn't, I just shouldn't play much more. That's it. I'm going to go play with Craig T. Nelson today. I sure would. But, <clears throat> but basically, I'm paying all this money, flat fee, Why? and I got to go there. 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 Minimum food spend. And basically, here's what was happened over the last two years is I just kept feeling like I shouldn't be doing this, but I did it anyway. And I did it for a few reasons, right? One, primary, it made me very happy. And I think that uh, investing in your own happiness, obviously, any expert will tell you, folks, it's priceless. The price of happiness is probably about $1,000 a day. And if you go by that number, the Wilshire Country Club was a smashing deal, folks. Um, but but basically, 
I did it because it made me very happy. I did it because I felt at home there. I did it because when I would walk in, people that knew me originally as just a scruffy-haired young member married to uh, Steve Jobs. <laughs> that cracks me up. R.I.P. Steve Jobs. Sjobs at Mac.com. Hit him up. Um, being, being, they, they knew me for that. And then they began to know me for a little web show. And then they began to see these vice ads, and then they began to see more stuff and more stuff, and then they were, and then they were following along on the trips. And so when I would come there, I would come home, right? Coming back to Wilshire Country Club was coming home for me, and that was a privilege. That was a very, very incredible feeling. It still is because I can still feel it. And I'm sure there are a lot of public courses out there that have this, but at Wilshire, I had it. And it kind of made me sad that it doesn't exist at public courses. And I thought, geez, why? But I also just thought, you know what? This is, a, this is a privilege and a lucky thing that I'm having because I couldn't have done it on my own. All right, let's get into some reads, everybody. Podcast ad read, Sun Skincare, Eric Anders Lang Show. Well, thank you, Jeff and Andrew, for setting that up so perfectly. Ad one. As you guys know, I spend a lot of time outside. That's true. From all my time outside, I've learned that the only negative can be the damage that the sun causes to your skin. Very true. Sizzles like bacon, even if you're vegan. That's why I use sun. S-O-N-N-E. Sun was started by two guys, golfers, who were sick of making the choice between drugstore men's care products and expensive boutique fluff. Because, I mean, I'm not really into boutique fluff. Are you guys? What's going on? Uh, a, are, you into, are you into boutique fluff? Not one bit. No. Big <laughs> Colt super not into the boutique fluff. Uh, check it out, yo. It is a doctor-developed skin for, for skincare for men that is delivered straight to your door. I mean, I never leave the house, so that works really well for me. When I'm traveling around the course, sun is the only product I trust to protect this beautiful skin from the sun. I mean, the truth is, it's actually not that beautiful. I have a couple. I've got, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I get, once I get, you get pimples on your back, guys? I got, I got some fucking pimples on my back. I wish Suncare could fix that. But luckily, so I, my back doesn't get a lot of sun because I'm a golfer. Golf tans, anyone? How about that left hand just looking like an ice cube out there? You know? I like that. Uh, sun is the only product I trust to protect these people since the sun. Sun damage is the number one numero uno. Eine in German. Eine, no, itchy in, in Japanese. What's, what's one in, in German? Eins. Eins. The Eins cause of aging skin, and you will not find anything that defends UV rays better than sun's SPF. Enriched with nutrients like red algae. Whoa, that sounds like it tastes bad. Vitamin C and vitamin E. Uh, sun is made here in the USA, and like I've already said, is formulated to prevent sun damage and meant to reduce signs of past damage like wrinkles and redness. No gimmicks, no guesswork, no trip to the store necessary. Delivered right to your door. All right, so check it out. Go to www.suncare.com eric. S-O-N-N-E-C-A-R-E dot com slash E-R-I-K. Use the code Eric at checkout and try Suncare for 15 bucks off. Do it, y'all. It actually smells pretty good, too. You know, it's all about the fragrance for me. It's got to be smell delicious. Someone should make, you know, I should talk to the Suncare guys. I think they should make Suncare, that, like a skincare product that smells like chocolate. Or bacon. Or bacon. Edible. edible Suncare. Edible? Like, what do you mean edible? Like, literally, you, you can, can eat it? You won't get a, your tongue won't get burned then when you eat that hot soup, you know, on a cold day. <laughs> Don't be the guy waiting at the oversized luggage claim for an hour. That does suck balls. 
Don't it happens to me all the time. Don't be the guy who has to rent at a course because the airline lost your clubs. What a jerk. Don't be the guy who can't fit his clubs in the rental car with his other bags. Rent from Club Lenda. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking crazy. Imagine you brought clubs and you couldn't fit them in your rental car. You would be categorized as a grade A dumbass. If you like to travel light and get out of the airport fast, kind of like Wesley Snipes, Next time, rent premium clubs from Club Lender instead of bringing your own. No one looks cool dragging a bag of clubs through an airport unless he's got Caitlyn Jenner and, nope, Kim Kardashian. No, what? Ah, and who wants to pay the airlines that extra baggage fee? I do not. Raise your hands. They haven't got enough of your money already. Straight up stealing my money, but ClubLender.com has got the answer. Select the set you want from among Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, and PH. Select your dates, and Clublander will deliver them the day before your round to any course, home, hotel, or office in California, Utah, Nevada, Arizona. If you want to rent anywhere else in the United States of America, give them a call and chat with them online. I kind of like the chat online option because it's a little more anonymous, you know, and that you can be doing other shit. They have left and right-handed, stiff and regular men's and women's clubs, better yet. You could do the uh, roulette option where they just send you whatever the fuck they think it is. That would be funny. That's not a real option. Men's and women's club. Better yet, the clubs come with tees, a different repair tool, and a ball marker so that you know where the fuck your balls are. And a wet almond-scented towel. I'm just kidding. It's not wet. But it might be almond-scented depending on where it comes from. If you need a rangefinder, a glove, or balls, they can send them along too. Prices start at $65 for the first day, $20 each additional day. Truly, this is less than most airlines charge for that extra bag. And there's no waiting around at the oversized baggage area. Use the code Eric Lang at checkout and get 10% off when you go to clublender.com. Clublenda. Clublender, C-L-U-B-L-E-N-D-E-R. Spelled just the way you think it's spelled. Clublender. Code Eric Lang. As a coupon, 10% off. Only golf experience, not the hassle, guys. Stop getting hassled out there. All right. Yo, Adidas golf shoes, y'all. I've worn lots of shoes since I started playing golf seven years ago, but I haven't found anything that matches Adidas. It's actually very true. Boost, all capitals, folks, B-O-O-S-D. Boost is the best cushioning in the game. And they test all their shoes so that you get the stability you need for the swing that you want or whatever. Whether it's the Tour 360, which is all around a great shoe, or the Adicross Bounce, that's what I like. Uh, I typically wear, well, I like the Adi Pure, y'all, because they're classy as fuck. And I also like the, uh, I like the Cross Knit Boost, y'all. It's an older model, but they look kind of fly. Everyone thinks I'm wearing running shoes on the course, but no. I've got stability and I've got little nubs to keep me in check when I over-rotate with the big stick. Um, Everything that they make is so versatile and comfortable, but most importantly, they're all built to perform on the course. Visit adidas.com and click on the golf section or visit your local retailer. (laughs) Maybe just go online, y'all. Who wants to go to a local retailer? Let's face it. To find the pair that's right for you. You can also follow Adidas Golf on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for all the latest news and releases. Check it out.
Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. So I, so I stayed a member, and I paid. I paid a lot. And when I came home from the long trips, I would run over to the club to, to get my money's worth. There were times where I would get there on a Wednesday. You know, I would land on a Wednesday afternoon and I would run over to the club and I would, I would just want to hit balls at sunset. And the, a range kid would come up to me and say, ah, the range is closed, Mr. Lang. And I was like, who's Mr. Lang, guy? I'm not Mr. Lang. The range is closed, Mr. Lang. And I would say, ah, yeah, well, just uh, go, tell, go tell Rick. That's the head pro. I'd say, go tell Rick I told you it's open. Because I paid a lot of fucking money for this place, and I'm going to hit some goddamn eggs right now. So just don't worry about it. You can go do something else. Don't worry about it. And he would say, he would shrug and say, okay, if you say so. And I mean, what a fucking, what a fucking dream. I mean, I guess when you pay that much, you should be able to say shit like that. I don't know if anyone said that, and maybe I'll get a posthumous letter from the club that I broke a rule. But I never broke a rule at the club. I never got a letter in three years. I'd like to give myself a pat on the back. Um, never was able to bring snowball there. That always made me very sad, and it felt like a bit of a waste to have this wonderful park that I couldn't bring my fucking dog into, who's so well trained, doesn't bark, and once not going to shit on the greens. I mean, not any more than a deer or a goose or a squirrel or a fucking gopher. Anyway, sorry. Whoops, I digress. I, everything's good. I'm happy, and everything's okay. Fond farewell to Wilshire Country Club. I. I love this place. And basically what was happening was is over the past year and a half, two years, I was basically in this bit of a predicament where I wanted to be there, but you know, it was getting expensive and I didn't have time. And um, basically it it finally just kept whirling around in my head. And, and, and you got to remember to see, those are the facts. Now, I'm not telling you, I told you a little bit about the emotional experience of walking into this place and feeling like it was my home. And, and I felt that way many times. It felt like my, if I, if I drank, if I drank alcohol, this was my quavazier. I don't know. Is that what people drink when they want to get real swank? When they want to reward themselves? Maybe you just drink vodka. I don't know. But whatever that drink is, right, as a, as a sober alcoholic for me, 17 years, whatever that drink is, that was the golf club. It, it was me sipping on my, on the beverage that made life a little more okay. And, um, and that's how I justified it, right? It was those feelings. And it was, I mean, it, it wasn't a work thing for me. It wasn't a work expense. I would just bring my friends out and play golf. I don't think I ever made a, a dollar off of a round of golf. There. I don't think I ever did some deal where I played golf with someone that said, hey, I want to give you a million dollars. It was just recreational for me. It wasn't entertaining for clients or anything like that. Never did that. Maybe I did. If I did and you're listening and it was you, I'm sorry, it was forgettable. Because um, I don't like to use golf for work. Fuck that. I don't, I don't, I would like to just play golf and talk about what's actually happening right now. Not the flight of your ball, because I saw it. But let's talk about the trees. You know, let's talk about, let's talk about things that are positive. Things, whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> so, 
So I'm starting to get these feelings over the last year. I'm so busy. There's a lot of money. I shouldn't be doing this. And I feel like I've said this already. But basically, what happens around these feelings is I noticed that I had a feeling of embarrassment and shame around wanting to quit the club. I need to keep up with the swells, right? I need to uh, not have it look like something's wrong. I need to, um, you know, stay in this social group, like I said, of wonderful people. Um, I don't have cable. I need to watch golf here. <laughs> the gym was nice. I would always go to the gym. I put that on the little invoice there to, to kind of offset the price. But basically, I was out there the other day with my friend Evan, and, you know, we were just talking about it. And I was telling him my feelings. And, you know, he really kicked me something pretty legit. Like, he was like, you know, look, man, I don't, I can't really remember what he said. So maybe I'm just going to dead that part. But, you know, I remember what he said, but it's not relevant. What I'm going to get into is the point is, <clears throat> for for the first, basically, I see my leaving the club as a bit of a growing up. Not in terms of being responsible, but just making, I think, a good decision, right? Um and what what it kind of reminded me of was it reminded me of taking a cold shower after getting a haircut. It reminded me of buying an electric car uh, with not a lot of range when I wasn't sure if that would work. I would now need to learn a new process, right? I'm going to need to charge my car along the way. I'm going to need to buy a charger. But in the long run, this is a good decision that sustains my ultimate goal, which is to work, right? I love playing golf but I prefer working. I know that's a crazy thing to say, but if you told me, well, I actually got to think about this. I'm trying to think. If you told me that I could go play anywhere and not film it or play somewhere and film it, I would rather film it. Because filming it for me is the true joy. I get way more out of the Beth Page video now than I will get out of a round that I wasn't able to photograph or film. Sharing the journey really doubles it. Just like being happy isn't a selfish thing. Being happy is actually selfless. So focusing on that video, <clears throat> that C word. So um, anyway, there's a lot of feelings around this this quitting of the club, this embarrassment. I'm not, you know, I'm now dead. I'm dead to the club. Not true, obviously, but, you know, I'm now a loser, Right. Did he, was he not able to pay his bills? And so the feeling of walking in there to the administration offices upstairs where I'd only been when I joined and one other time when I had a complaint about the coffee cups and I thought that we shouldn't be using shitty cups that remind me of a midnight drugstore on a highway. I wanted Starbucks lids and extra thick paper cups, not styrofoam, guys. They heeded my idea. and In fact, I was invited to be a member of the board. Obviously, that opportunity has sailed. Um, <laughs> how sick would it be if I, if I did? I, I did say that I would be open to being an honorary member. And they said, well, you and Arnold Palmer would make a good couple. <clears throat> I guess that's the only other honorary member of Wilshire. Kind of felt like a jerk after asking. Um, but we, we, we went through this experience, me and myself, of, of making the decision to leave the club a a responsible one, a positive one. Because here's the thing. I walked out of there and I felt lighter. 
I felt like I was traveling with no checked bags. I felt like I was jumping out of a plane. It was scary for sure. And I was like, I'll probably regret this. But I wanted to lighten my load. I wanted to be more versatile. I wanted to be able to travel for two months and not feel like I'm throwing money down the drain. I hate wasting money. And it, the, a country club is, is not money down the drain per se, but it is when you're not there. And then to come back and feel like you have one month to basically spend $3,000 of time on golf, that's, that's a burden. Okay, for me, especially, I'm a frugal person. One of my favorite parts about my job is the production is turning, um, you know, five cents into 10. That's, that's one of my favorite parts of the job is, you know, Colt and I literally sit here and we're like, all right, we got to book a flight. And then I'm like, let me look at all the fucking options because I'm a psychopath. And I'm like transferring miles to his account and then the mileage flight isn't available. And then we go back and then we book it here and then we book it through that. I'll make sure you book it on my account because you'll get a better price, da, da, da. Like I will go sometimes way too far to save, uh, you know, a little bit of money, you know, and that that that's just something about me. I've always been frugal, you know. I had a lawn mowing company when I was very young. I would charge ten dollars to mow a lawn, and I made a business card. And then I had a car washing company, and then I had a fucking well, I forgot about all this. Yeah, that's true. And then I did headshots in New York, and I did uh, album photos, and I would photograph events, and then I got into video, and I would do any fucking video you needed, man. Um, I would do anything. I didn't do porn. I actually was on a porn set because I was working on a crew that was like doing a documentary of pornography. So I was on the outside looking in. Guys, if you like pornography, don't go work on a porn set. I'll tell you that. That's a side, that's a side note that should be heated. Snowball's like, I was a porn star. And let me tell you, they didn't call me Mr. Ice back then. What do they call you, Snowball? I gotta stop. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you what they called him, Mister Iceballs. I don't know. Anyway, we. Um, I've always worked really hard. I've always. I've always seen the value in a dollar spent and a dollar unspent. Um, and you know, I've never been really good at saving. Right? I've always. I've always loved uh, spending the money on the experience right away. And I've. I'm not in debt currently, but. There were times in my life where I was deep in debt. When I first got to LA, I met a girl and I wanted to impress her. I got out a credit card and I spent $45,000 being a fucking retard. And I just like literally just became full idiot. And uh, I just couldn't, I, and then I just was in debt. I mean, granted, I did invest in my own business, a lot of that, but a lot of it was, let's go to dinner. All of a sudden, $212 later. You know, I learned a big lesson there. And um, I don't know why I did any of that. I didn't need to. And so I found myself at 37 in the same place. And so I made a decision. I'm done. I'm out. And you may think this entire podcast is fucking stupid. And you may think it's a waste of your time. Um, and you may think that uh, these are um, first world problems. And you're right about all those. Then stop fucking listening to the podcast, Jack. Jack. <laughs> I don't know what you think. I don't pretend to know. I know that I started this podcast for reasons that were questions. I know that I started the podcast because I didn't know what a podcast was. I know that I I didn't know what I had to say, but I knew that I should at least take the universe's advice and suggestion. It was coming to me 
people were saying you should do this. And when people say that I should do this, I do it. Similar to the way I joined the club. Someone say you should do this. So I did it. Then the problem is, is you got to deal with the inner voice and you got to listen to that voice. And I was finding myself hearing the voice saying, dude, you got you cut the cut the fucking cord, man. Get free. Get free. And you know what's interesting about the whole decision here is this happened this week. And what happened is before this, this week, before this event of, of the ultimate decision was I was at, uh, I was at uh, Goat Hill down in San Diego with my man John Ashworth, a guy who is deeply involved in every corner of golf, whether it's the industry, whether it's the community, whether it's the game itself, whether it's the vibe, man. You know, the guy just looks like he's about to become Hemingway and the character that Hemingway depicted in The Old Man in the Sea. John Ashworth, I fucking salute you and I respect you. I like everything you stand for, literally. Uh, his podcast is going to be great coming up, and I'm excited to share that when we drop it. This Thursday is going to be Kevin Chapel, by the way, so get ready for that. Um, I played the goat with John for the third time, and I noticed something. I noticed something. I can't. I can't say, but I noticed some something shifted for a second in me. There was an element of a match being lit. While we walked six holes of the goat, six holes of the goat with Mister John, and we cruised around, and I had played the goat two other times, and I was there for the wishbone with uh, Xander and Charlie and and Dean and uh, Matty G last year. And I mean, the goat, the goat is a golf course, right? It's not world class. I mean, it is world class. The the, <laughs> the logo would have you believe, world class, working class. But it's it's just it's it's a it's a golf course, right? I mean, you know, it's extraordinarily hilly. It's very difficult. There's a lot of burnt out areas, but none of that shit matters. Okay, it's not golf. Is not about the grass. We don't play golf because we're interested in fucking learning about the science between how grass grows. That's not why we play golf. We don't play golf because we have a fuck ton of extra money to spend. There's a lot of ways to spend your money. We don't play golf simply because we like being outside. We don't play golf because we're lonely and we need to have friends. All of those things are important, but we play golf for some wildly deep reason down inside, somewhere between you, between where you eat and where you shit, that's where the reason we play golf lives. And it's somewhere in between that. And we go to golf with a fucking question mark in our stomach and we leave with sometimes an even bigger question mark. <laughs> but that's why we play it. There are few things out there on earth that can amplify a question mark simply by being. Golf didn't do anything. The course is not doing anything. It was built and it will remain and it will change and the sun and the rain will come and go, but golf is literally doing nothing to you. You are the golf. You walk out there and you become a golfer to play golf. Without you, there is not a game. You, it doesn't exist when you're driving by. That is something else. That is an image in your head. That is a feeling. That is a desire. But golf exists when you take the ball into your gloved hand and put a little tee below it and sink that shit into the earth. 
That's what golf is. And so judging by that, why the fuck does it matter where I do that? I can do that on a mountainside and hit the ball into a cliff. I can do that in a tiny, tiny little brick alleyway in the slums of Mumbai. I can do that on a dirt slope in northern India at 12,000 feet. Do you see where we're going, Adventures in Golf fans? This was unplanned. I didn't mean to go on a rant. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to prep you for AIG because I know y'all are pumped. So am I. Jesus fucking Christ. But no, really. I mean, if this is the adventure in golf, I can play golf anywhere. And what I need to do is focus my resources, my time and my money on doing what I really love doing. So I canceled the club and now I've got more time and more money. Okay. I came home from the club. I gave Colt a raise. First thing. Colt, man, Colt's been down. Colt's been down, not in the trenches, okay, but he's been down and he's been working, right? We've been to Iceland. We've been to fucking Scotland. We've been to New York. We've been to San Diego together. And he's and he's always shown up. And you know what he's always shown up with? Some fucking wide eyes and some big ass teeth behind that roaring smile. And for me, Having a member of the team who can carry a flag with that much pride and excitement is that is the thing that actually propels me way more than any eagle or any hole in one. Hole in one, great, amazing, big fucking deal. You got lucky, right? What's really great is when you have a team that can actually spend time together, right? Put it on the books. Enjoy the moments in between the greatness of it all and the excitement and the looking forward to it all. And then you can walk away from that with a little napkin that is, we'll call it the content, the napkin you come home with that reminds you of what the fuck actually happened in that whirlpool, right? What 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 happened out? I don't remember. I blacked out. And so this is where we move on to, right? We move on now to a world where I am untethered and I'm looking to play golf. So if you got any invites, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, but I mean, that's just it, y'all. That's just it. That's the story, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. So if you're you're thinking about any of this stuff and you're thinking, I wish I was a member of a club, you know, fuck that. Make your own club. Go do your own thing. Sure, be a member of a club. Wilshire's a great place. It's the best club in LA as far as I'm concerned. Bar none, no doubt. Give me that fucking patio on a Friday afternoon with some live music after playing a quick 18, two and a half hours. Give me that. But you know what? At the same time, give me a t-shirt and some fucking oldies down in San Diego with a bunch of dogs and a dog bowl. Give me five some teeing off. Never played golf before. Give me, a, give me a sure. Go ahead. Play through. No problem. Give me a picking litter up off of your public course. Give me a fucking, you know what, course is closed, but I'm just going to put 10 bucks under the door and I'm going to scoot out really quick, you know? Give me a new friend, right, on the fucking first tee, all right? Give me a fucking wave because we're both playing golf from a different fairway, you know? That's what I want. Give me that shit, okay? And so what's happening now is we've, we've opened the world up, I see, And so I'm excited for what is yet to come. Again, those of you that I met at Wilshire Country Club that are members or guests that I've taken out there or or unfortunately people that I said I could take out there, that can't happen anymore. 
I wanted to say really a big thank you to all of you. You shaped who I am as a man, as a human, and as a golfer. You gave me a lot of room to be who I am. Wilshire is very widely known as one of the most laid-back clubs, open-minded, none of these bullshit rules about women and pants. Unfortunately, there are a lot of other rules about dogs and belts and collars. But I want to thank everybody there, everybody in that room. My 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 best memory at the club, I, did, I never did get a hole-in-one, but my best memory at the club was the employee Christmas party the first year I joined. Walter invited me. I didn't realize it was the employee Christmas party. He said, we're having a party on Saturday. Come by. So I came by. I sat down. I was hanging out for about 20 minutes. I looked around. I said, where are all the other members? Walter said, this is the employee Christmas party. And you know what? You know what's funny? You know what happened to me in that moment? My shoulders dropped and I felt relaxed. Because I was with my actual people. Right? I'm not a fancy guy. I'm not a lawyer. I dropped out of high school. I've told cops to fuck off. I've been in rehab. I'm not the country club guy. I might be again one day, Rob Riggle. But I'm a pretty insubordinate motherfucker. I'm a guy that doesn't like to be told what to do, and I want to wear my hat backwards, and you can't do that. And that's not why I quit. I really want to clarify that. It's not because I had a problem with anything about the club. It's merely because I had something else that I wanted to do more. And that's an important thing for me to look at in my own life. What, what, do I want to be doing something else more? Then I should just go fucking do that. If, if there's something else out there that is more interesting to me, I need to pave a way to that thing as fast and as responsibly for some of you, for some of you not as possible. I think I'm done y'all much love. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey. Thanks for checking out the YouTube. Thanks for checking out the Instagram. Thanks for the letter, Moshe. You're a deeply inspired dude, and I really hope we get to meet one day. Let me know if you come to Los Angeles. I'll take you out to Wilson, the fucking public course. And I'll get you around because it's only 18 bucks, my guy. I'll get you around. I'll give you a sleeve of balls. Whatever you want. All right. Thank you for the letters. Bring the questions. Keep them coming, everybody. I don't want it to end, but I'm going to end it just in the same way that I ended the membership there. Again, everybody at Wilshire, the staff, the volunteers, the LPGA tournament next year, all the members that were so nice to me and so welcoming and put their essential arm around me as a young man and brought me through a very tough time in my life and encouraged me to keep going. Right, and encouraged me to keep working on that which it is that I love. Supported my life, supported my work. Loved hearing my stories about dating. We talked a lot about dating at the club. Joe Gatta, you're not listening to the podcast, but if you are, I loved hanging with you. Right, Derek Haas, you were my first round ever there. I had my birdie with you, man. 40-foot putt from fucking lower front right of the green to back left pin. I fucking drained it. Um, fucking Mac Todd, you're out there. Big thanks to UGP for setting up the uh, meetup the other day. That was great. Go check out UGP on Sepulveda if you want to get fitted for clubs or take some lessons or get into the fitness of golf. Kevin Moore, you and I met at the club. A wonderful Irish man with some. He was born with eyeliner. This guy from Galway. We played Bally Bunyan together. 
Daniel Libman, you and I met at the range at Angeles National over there in the valley on a hot day. We were both smoking cigarettes. And we said, one day we'll be a member at a club. I think that, I don't know how you felt about that statement, but I thought it was a pipe dream. Little did we know we were there later. We were playing golf together at the club that we were members at. Um, who else is coming to mind? Fucking so many great people. So many great people. Michael. Michael, you were one of the first guys I met there. You took me out on my uh, my membership round. You've always been a force for me in the gym with those biceps. I would see you working out. Jonathan, my trainer. I don't know if you're really a club employee, but you're a fucking legend, and I appreciate it. I appreciate all your time. Um, Ron. Ron, I gave you a sleeve of ice balls, and you may have shot your best round ever, former president of the club. I remember that. Man. A couple marks over there. I remember all of you. Think about you. Patrick. Patrick, you were so nice to me, dude. One of the few Irish members of the club. Patrick, you fucking... I feel like you really... When you said hi to me, I felt like you really cared. And that's a lot coming from the president. Really nice guy. Luke. Luke, you're fucking hilarious. Luke, you fuck, <laughs> You cracked me up, man. Thank you. Thank you for helping me through that time about a year ago. You came in and you put your arm around me and you said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to figure this out. Sean, I can't tell if you're left or you're righty, but either way, you're good at golf and you won the club championship this year. Always cracked me up. DeMeo. Good luck in your endeavors, man. It's nice to see you do something in golf that's really important. Kipper, it was great. Me, I remember the first time we met. We had lunch there, and we did a lot together. We had a good time. We're going to continue working together, and I wish you the best. World number one, my friend. I'm sure I'll have more. Everybody in the pro shop, you're my fucking all-stars. My favorite moments walking into that pro shop. I know, I know that you worked there and you had to be nice to some people you didn't like, but I know that we liked each other and we still do and we always will. And that's what I really look for is the authenticity in things. And so I'm looking to authentically move into this new experience and that's why I shared all this with you. Thanks everybody. Have a great week and uh, I will see you in a shower, potentially, most likely not the showers at Wilshire. See you soon.